This is Write Your Own Story, Three Keys to Rise and Thrive in Life and Business. I'm your host, Rebecca Fleetwood Hessian. So this morning, I had an appointment, and I had expectations that I had plenty of time to get to Starbucks prior to said appointment to grab a venti oat milk latte with two shots of brown sugar to carry into this meeting with two people to just riff on their organizational development, help them make some decisions. I had expectations. Guess what happened? Well, I didn't consider that a lot of people are out buying coffee at 7.35 in the morning because I typically don't do super early appointments face-to-face for a variety of reasons. And so I had completely underestimated that it was going to take 23 minutes to get my oat milk latte which was not going to get me to my appointment on time. So I had to forego my oat milk latte, which when I tell you I had expectations, listen, it wasn't just about that I wanted a coffee. I did want a coffee, but it wasn't just the taste. Coffee is fuel. (laughs) Coffee makes me smarter. And so all of a sudden, here I am driving into this meeting to have a two-hour conversation early in the morning without my coffee. And I'm not kidding when I tell you that I was feeling some kind of way about it. And then it got me thinking, oh yeah, remember when you were going to do a podcast about expectations as it relates to the holidays? Today's probably the day. So here we are, my morning coffee not getting my expectations met reminded me that one of the key drag on the holiday problems can be, if we're not really intentional, drumroll please, expectations. So with my morning coffee, I had to give myself a moment to say, okay, Rebecca, I'm sure this company has coffee somewhere in their office. You're not going to be without your coffee. You're just going to be without the coffee that you prefer and that you deeply desired this morning as a part of your expectations. Like, maybe you should just let this go. (laughs) And I did. And guess what? Guess what happened? They had this amazing coffee maker that wasn't just a coffee maker. It was like a machine. It was like a barista in a machine. And you know what? It was delicious. It may have even been better than I... No, I'm not going to go that far. No, it wasn't better from the perspective as the oat milk latte I would have had, but it certainly hit the spot. Pleasantly surprised that it was better than I could have even imagined an office coffee would be. I was picturing kind of that like shell gas station in a styrofoam cup kind of thing. Wasn't that. It was fabulous. And so expectations are basically the story we make up in our heads of what we want or don't want in a future situation. So in terms of holidays, talk about some expectations because holidays are personal, social, and emotional, a human experience 
Therefore, we have very human expectations and oftentimes with a lot of emotion attached to them. And so I want to talk today, not just about my oat milk lattes, but I want to talk today about what happens when we attach ourselves to expectations too tightly, because that's where we can get suffering. We can get an attachment that doesn't create a better experience for us or anybody else that we're planning to have our holidays with. I want us, as if you've been listening, I want us to set some great intentions about what the holidays are going to be, but also to hold loosely to the expectations. Because if we create this attachment emotionally to what we want to happen for our holiday gatherings or whatever it is for the holidays, and it doesn't come true, I don't want you to be disappointed because there's a lot of people probably involved in these holiday expectations. But also, what if you held loosely to the expectations? So that you could open your heart and your mind and your hands to the possibility it might be different but better or different but just as good. And so that the same expectations aren't the only option. Like our expectations can't be the only option. And I think this is really important for a variety of reasons. One being that we are always operating off of patterns of the past. You've heard me say this a gazillion times. So our brain is largely on autopilot. 80% of the decisions and thoughts that we have are just patterns of the past. And only 20% are really the strategic planning stuff that we think we're doing all the time. And so because the holidays have been a part of the patterns of the past, we have expectations. And we think, you know, I want it to be like the good old days. Well, that's not always realistic because sometimes the good old days were when you were 17 and all you had to think about was your 17-year-old life. And so the holidays might have felt really fun and easy and carefree. When I think of holidays when I was 17, it was, you know, I can smell the Love's Baby Soft perfume and go into the skating rink and wearing my guest jeans and hoping that the cute boy that I liked was there. That's a very carefree spirited holiday versus you're in charge of everything from the meal to the gifts to the all the things. It's an unrealistic expectation that you're going to have a carefree holiday at this stage of life. Or maybe your expectations for the past were how fun it was when the kids were little. And now they might be cranky teenagers smelling kind of bad and coming down just rawr, 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 tired on Christmas morning. And you're wanting the joyful run down the stairs in glee of the past. Well, those aren't realistic expectations. And so we want our expectations to be pretty grounded in reality. What's really possible about this year's holiday? And then anything above that is bonus round. And I think sometimes the expectations might be grounded in, man, the holidays have been hard for me. And so then we don't open up our hearts or our minds or our hands to receive some of the miracles of the spirit of the holidays. 
So if you go through the month, just kind of cranky crankerson, expecting everything to be gloom and doom because that's what it's been for you in the past, you might not be noticing some beautiful things around you because you're closed off, expecting it to be ew, ick, bad. What if you went into the holiday season? Again, I go back to my previous episode where I say, Come up with the three words that describe how you want to feel this holiday. And then no matter what else is going on around you, you can still choose to feel that way by creating those conditions for yourself. So let's say those kids' ears come down the stairs just kind of cranky for the Christmas holiday. Doesn't mean you need to respond in a cranky kind of way. You can still sip your hot chocolate and just enjoy your moment. And just recognize that hormones, (laughs) or maybe they had a fight with their boyfriend or girlfriend the night before, or life is just lifing for them. And once they, you know, wake up a little bit, they'll be in a better mood. But if we immediately just respond to everything that's going on around us without grounding ourselves in our own ability to manage our behavior and our emotions and our expectations, well, then the holidays can just whip us around like nothing else. And that's no fun. I want us to enjoy our holidays, whatever that is. Maybe it's a season of significant change and pain. I remember the first Christmas morning after my divorce. And this was before Blaine, my ex-husband, and I got a groove about co-parenting. And we, we got a good groove now. We figured it out for the most part. But that first Christmas, oh, for the love of everything holy, nothing was figured out. It was all kinds of messy for everybody. And so my first Christmas was the kids were going to go to his family on Christmas morning. They were staying with him on Christmas Eve. So I woke up in a big old empty house on Christmas morning. And I had some choices. You know, I could waller in it, as my grandma used to say. (laughs) Just talking about in my own head, my own expectations of just this is going to suck. I could have just made myself miserable for weeks and days in advance, but I chose not to. I chose to set some realistic expectations for myself. I chose to find the bright side of a really dark time because anxiety and gratitude come from the same part of your brain and so they can't coexist. So when I started feeling anxious about it, I just looked for something to be grateful for. And I know this is going to sound crazy, but I'm telling you that it worked for me. I decided that my expectations for Christmas morning that year were that after so many years of being absolutely exhausted from all that it took to be the mom at Christmas, I was going to choose to lay in bed and read a book, and eat my favorite bagel with my favorite flavored cream cheese that I had picked up for myself the day before. And I had all of my favorite cozy blankets, and I just chose to snuggle in and make the most of what was a really disruptive pattern of my past. Because I wasn't going to change it. It was what it was. The expectations that it was going to be miserable would have made it miserable. And I actually, for what it was, enjoyed it. Would I have rather been with my kids? Hell 
yes, I would have rather been with my kids. But I also had the choice to just make it a miserable moment or to make the most of it. And I laid there. Ah, I don't know. I don't think I got out of bed till noon. Reading a book, eating my bagel, drinking my coffee, and just saying, you know what? This is a year like no other. And I'm going to have the expectations that I'm going to be okay. And then later that day, I met up with some friends and it was fine. It was fine. And I remember my kids messaging me, calling me after they had done their morning hoopla and asking me if I was okay. And I think the best thing that I could have given them that morning was the gift of them not needing to worry about me, that I was okay, that I was missing them and that I loved them, but they didn't need to worry about me. I was okay. And so I don't know what the season is for you this year, but I do know that expectations and the story that we make up in our head and holding on to that loosely could change the game in terms of how you enjoy and experience the holiday. And I think the reverse is also true. I think sometimes we have such high expectations for the holidays that it is impossible to meet them. And commercials, the media, oh my gosh, they do everything possible to set unrealistic expectations for the holidays. Oh my gosh. I love the cover of those magazines that show a beautiful woman in this amazingly beautiful sweater standing in two foot of snow with just a cute little cap and a scarf around her neck holding a Christmas tree. What? Well, she wouldn't just be wearing a sweater. She'd be freezing her ass off. And I guarantee you, she's not just gingerly carrying this Christmas tree up to the house to decorate it for the day. Just seeing those pictures is like, are you freaking kidding me? That's not real. But somehow it sends this message into our brains that our holidays are supposed to be always beautiful and always like that. And that's just not realistic. And so again, what's the story that we're making up in our head? What's the expectation that we have for the holiday? Maybe it's too dang high. Maybe we should knock it back a little bit. I think about the times that I was trying to get little kids to Christmas Eve service on time, dressed in their best so that we could take that one picture in front of the trees in the lobby of the church. And y'all, sometimes by the time I walked into that church, I needed me some Jesus because I had some words had spewed out of my mouth and there was just anger and hostility showing up for Christmas Eve service. My expectations were this beautiful family moment, but I was still herding cats called the kids and it wasn't easy. And so if my expectations maybe would have been a little more realistic to what it meant to try to get two small children into outfits that they didn't really want to wear at a time when they were overloaded with sugar and the expectations of their own holiday bliss, maybe I wouldn't have landed in the spewing of words that shouldn't come out of your mouth on Christmas Eve at church. (laughs) So I just think that no matter what side of those two stories that you're on or somewhere in the middle, leaving room 
to not put a tight grip of expectations one way or another on this holiday season, to hold on a little more loosely to what might be or could be would be the best thing that we could do to move into this holiday season realistically, but with a beautiful sense of the love and the spirit that's moving all around us during this time. All right, y'all. I hope that was helpful. And next time you have an eight o'clock meeting in Hamilton County, Indiana, you're going to need to leave 45 minutes early instead of 30 minutes early if you want a latte. Maybe that's your only takeaway from today. I hope that's helpful too. (laughs) Hey, listen, you know what would make my holiday amazing? If you like this podcast, would you leave me a review for my Christmas present this year? That would be just amazing because that helps me get more listeners and get this message out to more people. Okay, that's all. Love you, mean it. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode. I would love it if you would go to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and a review. And then you can go to RebeccaFleetwoodHessian.com and join the Badass Women's Council. And if you really want to take a deeper dive, join the movement of a thousand thriving women. There's amazing Thrive tools there for you today. Love you, mean it. I'm not coming down. Hey, y'all, fun fact. If you like the music for the podcast, that is actually my son, Cameron Hessian. And I would love it if you would go to Spotify and iTunes and follow him and download some of his other music. My personal favorite is TV Land.